ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Proud to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Burris Optics. Find what matters. Proudly made in the USA. Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. The pack system for all your scenarios, initial ascent, expect more and never settle. Titanium Archery Products, dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. Western Fly Covers, ultralight element protection for your gear. Stay on your game. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. with AJ of Unbounded Pursuits, man. What's happening? How you doing today, brother? Doing pretty good, man. Just seeing what's going to happen later tonight and riding the roller crazy roller coaster. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's always uh, interesting when I have to ask how you doing the second time because we've been talking for about five minutes, so we have some reiteration <laughs> for us, but not for everybody else. <laughs> Full disclosure, <laughs> folks. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So for those who don't know, we're recording on election night, and uh, as up and down, as crazy as uh, 2020 has been for some people, again, I think it's perspective to a point. Um, yeah. It, it really, this part of it is really, really interesting to watch go down. 
Yeah, I'd agree. It's, um, I mean, just the different things that have happened through the year for us and how it's affected us. And then now with all of that coming together, just what's happening in the country. And now, now we have the, it just happens to be the election as well. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're up in Washington. So you're not, I mean, for as, as removed as everyone wants to feel like they are from, you know, the California type politics, um, it's a lot farther widespread than people either one will admit um, or two want to really admit just because, you know, California takes the brunt of it. But uh, man, Washington mm-hmm. and, and Oregon um, has seen its share of uh, absolute madness this year. I think Washington probably, you know, for the Western <laughs> state coalition, Washington probably in that got that number one seat right now, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you hear, I mean, Trump definitely makes it clear he does not like our governor, current governor. We'll see what happens tonight, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, there's a lot it's, of riding. <laughs> we yep. we shall digress. So we digress because that uh, we could sit on that topic for hours. Um, yeah, man, and I've been trying to avoid politics like the Black Plague <laughs> or the coronavirus, yeah. however you want to say it. Since we got our own now, we don't have to refer to the Black Plague. <laughs> we, don't to, we don't have to use someone else's. Yeah, anymore. we have our own now. <laughs> so, man, give everybody some background. Um, tell them who AJ is, and then uh, yeah, we'll just take it from there. But so um, I've always lived in Washington. I grew up on the west side of the state where a lot of like we are talking about politics yeah. <laughs> kind of government happens. <laughs> um, two and a half years ago or so, my wife and I and our son moved over to the east side of the state, uh, northeast Washington, and just slower pace of life, um, quality of life, getting out of that rat race, the craziness. Um, and just, I mean, I don't know, everything that we love besides our family. I mean, we have a lot of family here now, but everything else that we love to do and explore is over here. Um, the hunting is unreal. It's been like the three best seasons of my life. <laughs> uh, so I started hunting when I was about 19. My... Um, father-in-law, my wife's stepdad and her, uh, real dad, um, got me started in hunting more as a thing to impress them. Uh, they were really big hunters or are still big hunters. Um, I didn't grow up with hunting and so just wanted to impress them. I mean, same thing with coffee. I thought coffee was disgusting and we'd go camping and they'd offer me coffee and, uh, Sure, I'll try that black coffee. This is disgusting, but yeah, it's great. <laughs> and now I, you know, I love coffee. I love hunting. So, um, just black spending co- time with them. Black coffee or cream and oh, sugar? Oh, cream coffee. <laughs> <laughs> there goes um, there goes that west side of Washington kicking in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, go get our fancy food we drink from the coffee shop. <laughs> I'm sorry um, to interrupt you on that. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. So I really started hunting, learning from them. Um, her dad lives in um, Twisp, and then her mom and stepdad live on the west side. So just being able to hunt both sides of the state, learn a lot from both of them. And then I just kind of, you know, was a 
hobby jumper. I wanted to do all the different things all, all the time and buy all the gear. And it was just, I didn't have any money and it was crazy. But once I kind of got into hunting, it just really sucked me in. Um, and that's like the only thing I do now besides spend time with my family or go to work. Um, and like our, um, buddy, Johnny Mac, he posted something on Instagram the other day about just, you know, doing something new and taking advantage of this COVID crisis or pandemic or whatever we want to call it. And so now I'm going to try to do my trappers, uh, class and get that going and just keep broadening the learning, you know, reading books and magazines and, um, and that's kind of just how unbounded came together was just the love for hunting and the love for outdoors. And then my wife and I kind of, we have a lot of family members that are um, like devout Christians and we kind of grew up in it, but not really. And it wasn't until we got um, started dating and we got actually engaged that we started going to a church and um, actually three months before we got married is when we were saved. And then it's just been, you know, crazy after that, just seeing, we were just talking recently, just the change that he's made in these last five years of us being married and how our life is not what it was before and how great it is. And I think that's what, you know, you were saying earlier about perspective is 2020 has been crazy, but, um, we feel like it's been a crazy, awesome year <laughs> right? <laughs> because, um, our daughter was born in December and I got a bunch of time off teach at the tree school here. And, um, got a bunch of time off. I went back to work for a month and then I, I mean, she's nine, 10 months old and I've been home for seven or eight of them. So, um, just family time and being on our property and at our house and getting to spend time outdoors and travel and see the people we love. And, and it's been pretty good to us. <laughs> that, uh, you know, talking about that perspective, I mean, okay, yeah, 2020 has been crazy. I mean, we have this pandemic and we're all trying to figure it out. But that perspective, and it really is what we choose to focus on, right? I mean, if we're focusing on all the negative crap that's, you know, coming through, you know, I, I hate to sound political, like mainstream media, I guess that's what it is, um, yeah. you know, and all the back and forth. It really is what we're focusing on. I don't. Yes. And and I feel for people that, you know, had to sit at home and, and or, you know, work from home. I know my wife went crazy um, and I was fortunate yeah. enough not to be in the position to where, you know, um, we, I wasn't working or the wife wasn't working. Um, but it really is perspective. I mean, we're, we're, we have challenges in front of us every day and it's how we respond to those challenges and all the crap around us and, and what we choose to give credence to, uh, is really, I think is really where 2020 went South for some folks. Totally. And to just piggyback on that, that was kind of, Another thing which unbounded was, you know, my wife and I have these mixed emotions about social media and technology and all that good jazz and try not to spend time on our phones around, especially around the kids. And, um, but so many people spend so much time on it. And kind of my thought is there's so much negativity. There's so much noise in the world that, I would rather at least if someone is just scrolling through, even if they don't spend much time on my post or anything, it's at least some sort of 
maybe positivity or they can learn something or just kind of cut the noise and just know, Hey, God is good and he's in control. And, um, that kind of just goes with, um, one of these Bible plans I'm doing with a buddy who's going through some stuff, you know, choosing thankfulness in times of craziness. It's just, Hey, if we focus on God and pray and are reading, then a lot of that noise and craziness in the world doesn't seem to be as loud. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we're kind of on the topic and, and that's one of the things I told you. So, and, and you're touching on it here. So perfect parlay into it. Um, a lot of our pursuit in the outdoors, right? As, as much as we involve family and friends and things of that nature, it's a selfish pursuit. And then a ton of what you see on social media and, and outlets and things like that is it's very self-centered. And that was one of the things that stood out to me with unbounded was there, there was a couple messages and correct me if I'm wrong. Right. And you just said one of them, so you validated me. So, um, you know, not only were you spreading the word of God, but you were also, like you said, trying to quiet that noise down. Right. In in my head, it was a service to others. Uh, it, it's something that, in my opinion, we lack a whole lot of, um, amongst other things, um, you know, broad stroking overall these days. Mm -hmm. So to see, sorry about that. So to see, so to see you just, you know, just selflessly put that out there. Right. And there, there has to be a level of scrutiny and, and things like that. And, and we'll get into, cause I owe you a video, man. And that's one of the hardest, <laughs> one of the hardest things that I have ever tried to do. Um, yeah. I mean, unbelievably it just, just not, just not feeling worthy um, of, of what I was trying to do. That's been the biggest struggle in that whole thing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I'll let you touch on that. We'll talk about my shortcomings in a bit. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so you want me to talk yeah, about just keep the, going on unbound and, and you know, what unbound is about and, and that uh, what that is for folks that may not yeah. know. So, so my brother-in-law and I, we started it. So Tom, um, and I, and, um, I mean, at first it was definitely, it had the selfishness and of course we're all selfish. So it's hard to completely cut that out, but I feel like it was more selfishly driven in the beginning with a little bit of, yeah, we want to, you know, share about God and anyone has followed us for a couple of years they have seen our first logo was you know little cross um and then i think it was about a year ago that it was just we had started transitioning and becoming more like personal uh not hey look at me look at this cool places we're going and this gear that we're using but it became more we want to help people we want to learn um so we want to learn and then we want to share that information about God and the outdoors. Um, and then we just want to grow as people and help other people grow as well, because so many people are hungry for information. And I think that's why, you know, YouTube channels are exploding podcasts, uh, you know, social media platforms is because people are, they want that content and they want to learn and they want to grow and they want to be better at their craft. Um, I mean, especially it seems like with hunters and anglers, they're just always looking 
to become better. Um, so there was definitely more of a selfish intent in the beginning, but slowly just started transitioning and building more on relationships and meeting people. I mean, the amount of people I've met, especially in person from social media has been pretty crazy. Um, when you think of all the negativity that goes around and now, Hey, I'm making positive relationships and I'm, you know, breaking bread over certain topics. And so that was pretty cool. And about a year ago is when I, we had more of the conviction of, Hey, we don't want the little cross. We want people to know God first and then the outdoors and to experience God out in, you know, pursue him outdoors, pursue him any way that meets what, you know, floats your boat. And that's kind of what unbounded pursuit is, you know, pursuing unboundedly to not be restrained or um, under any sort of constraints of this is the typical model. You know, you only get God from church. You only get God by doing this. And yes, I feel like church is a very big part of our spiritual growth and well-being. Um, but it's, you know, like some people get stuck on to know anything you have to go to like college. Well, it doesn't help. I've gone to a lot of college for teaching, but I feel like I've learned most of mine, like teaching skills and stuff through on the job. And as I go, not necessarily what I learned from a textbook because a textbook can steer you in so many different directions. Um, so being able to pursue God in the outdoors and learning and growing and sharing that information with others by doing the things that feeds your soul. So if it's, you know, getting in a small group and just having a close knit group of guys or gals and hashing topics over and having that fellowship or going outdoors and just praising God. And, you know, there's so many different avenues. There's not one way. So we were kind of like, there's, we don't want to be constrained. We want to pursue him on like not having those bounds. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just kind of been a wild ride since then we started about three years ago and that's why our new logo is just a bold cross with a mountain behind it. And I just had told the buddy who, again, I had met on Instagram. Um, he sent us, first aid kits, like trauma kits. Um, and then I was just kind of telling him about what we were feeling and, you know, not too much longer. Boom. He sends me this picture and I'm like, dude, yes. Can I use that? <laughs> like we are changing our logo to that. That is super awesome. Um, but I just, and since we've done that, just declared from the beginning, like, Hey, we're about God. And then the outdoors, um, it, seems like we've gotten more personal relationships. Um, it's not necessarily about our numbers, but our page has grown, which means we're just reaching more people. Our YouTube has grown our face. I mean, everything is growing. People appreciate it. And yeah, it, it gets difficult and sometimes tiring. I'm sure, you know, like having episodes for the podcast and having content to post and it's, it gets tiring. And then it's like, man, why am I doing this? And then you get a message from someone that's like, thank you. I love what you guys are doing. This is, this is awesome. This is just what I needed. This was the post I needed today. And you're like, oh, okay. Even 
even if I affect one person or bring one person to God, well, it wouldn't even be me, but if God works through me to bring one more person to him, that, I mean, goosebumpy, like that in itself, so much more than me having 30,000 followers and a YouTube channel. That's unreal. I mean, yeah, of course it's, that's the selfish part. Like, yeah, it'd be sweet to have a big page and, you know, partner up with a billion companies and start making, you know, an income through YouTube or something. That's the selfish part that I, but it seems like since we've switched to more of the personal and just showing that we love God, we love the outdoors. We love our family. We love spending time with our family. All the other stuff starts. You don't, you don't notice it anymore, but it starts growing. Way faster than you thought. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's, and for me, right, there's more fulfillment in that interpersonal portion of it, right? Um, And, and I don't, I've never, since I started this, I don't think I've ever really shared like a hunting tutorial or something to me that the, the human element of what we do, that's, for the lack of a better phrase, that's what gets me off about it. That's the part that motivates me to hear mm-hmm. so many different perspectives, right? Because, you know, in, in my pursuit, it has nothing. Yes. There's, there's nuances that are the same as AJ's pursuit and, you know, John's over here, but to get that, that detail and the meaning and the impact of that life. And it, it's just so freaking powerful, man. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah, there's, it's just next level. And yeah, it would be great. Right. To, you know, to have all the backing, like I don't have any dang sponsors. Um, I got people I work <laughs> with, but I ain't no sponsors. <laughs> Hit me up. Yeah. If you want a sponsor, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just, Wouldn't that be nice? it's just way more fulfilling. Right. And I don't want this. And I'm sure you're the same. Like you're doing it for a reason at this point. Um, yeah. And to have that impact, man, is just, yeah, I, I can't. I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, you talk to people all over the freaking world, right? People that you would never, you know what I mean? You wouldn't even meet on on a telephone or a text or anything. And then to, you know, talk to somebody across the country and then, you know, you end up hunting together or at a show, you know, a expo or something together, man, it's phenomenal. Yeah, and that's one thing that'll be, awesome down the road is you know right now of course not having the funds or necessarily i mean i have the time but not have the time to go do some of that but the amount of people i've met that are like oh hey yeah if you're ever in arizona and want to do this kind of hunting hit me up if you're in idaho if you're here i'm like man this sounds so fun i wish i could do this for a living (laughs) i i got i got uh Probably enough invites, man, for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. There's no way you can make half of it happen. Ask them if they can pay for my tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the tags start dropping out, and we're good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's uh man, it's so fulfilling that like I said, that you know, that path you're on, that interpersonal path, that helping and showing another side of it, right? Because a lot of the other side's narrative of hunters is this, you know, cruel, murderous, you know, bloodthirsty animal. Um, yeah. You know, and there's folks that'll never, that'll never understand, you know, why and what, but to show that mm-hmm. and expose that and to grow that for you guys, man, I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's, uh, that it's growing for you. Good. 
Yeah, it's going good. Thank you. So how does, so for me, right. And I told you a story, I don't know. It seems like it's been months and months ago. And for me, I don't go to church every Sunday, right? I believe in God. I'll read oh. my Bible. Uh, my grandmother, when she passed, she left several Bibles with notes and I'll read that stuff and, you know, kind of look at her introspective through, through that scripture and things like that. And, and yeah. please no one crucify me for it. But when I am, when I am in the woods or on the mountain, that is my church. That is where I find that connection to God. Um, you yeah. know, as I grew up, my, my family was predominantly Catholic. Um, so it was like, stand up, sit down, do this, do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And it was never something that I took to heart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and I find that connection when I'm on the mountain that I never found with someone, you know, um, you know, on the pulpit, and it means more to me when when I watch, you know, and hear you guys. Um, I just did a episode with uh, my buddy Shook, Brandon Shook out of Texas. And he's, uh, he's going to get a video at some point, too. He what? <laughs> he's going to make a video at some point, too. Oh, yeah. He uh, Brandon would be a lot better than me. Dude, I think I've done I've done at least <laughs> a dozen, man. <laughs> and I, you know, okay, so oh, let's man. go, let's go to you that. Real quick. Well, here's the thing, right? And, and like I'm saying, I, I'm not a church goer, right? And, and, hey, and that, and that's fine too. I mean, the amount of church we miss is unreal, <laughs> but we, I mean, we travel a lot to the West side and stuff and, but yeah, you get a lot from the church and there's a lot of fellowship, but I mean, you, your learning is not supposed to be done in one place that only at the church on Sundays. It's, I mean, it's supposed to be every day, all day. And, um, and that's part of the unbounded thing is, yeah, some people are, I hope no one crucifies you to say that you're, you know, you find your church in the woods because that's what works for you. And wouldn't you rather have someone happy and pursuing God in a place that they love rather than hating being in constrained um and that's where we've always struggled is and i don't know if it's because we came to christ later in life that i i mean i don't think there's a right or wrong answer in it it sucks when people get you know like you have to do it this way you have to do it that way yes there's definitely things in the bible about how we should live our life but i don't feel like it says that we have to be um only getting our spiritual growth from church either. And that, you know? see, and you just, you just made a point. It's about how we live our life. Right. And that's one mm -hmm. of the, and for me, like that is, that is the key right there. Now, I don't care how much church you go to or how much reading of the scripture you do. If you are not living your life in a way that is, as close in line because none of us can do it, um, you know, yeah. walking that path, then then you you can't make you can't judge anybody. Um, yeah, it, it just. And I think. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm just having like a million things fly into my head now. We're spit them we're out. doing a small group. <laughs> we're, don't mean to cut you off. No, no. Uh, I just have a terrible memory. 
Um, but we have, and I'm really bad at paraphrasing and summarizing. So uh, my wife always makes fun of me, but we're doing a small group with her sister and husband and her cousin and wife. And right now, and sorry that we're doing it with her family um, and going through Proverbs and, you know, that book's a lot about wisdom and it talks about, I mean, kind of what you just said it, I don't think it necessarily says how, doesn't matter how much church or prayer you do, but it's about the application with the knowledge that you have. And if you don't apply what you're learning or that, that stuff about God, then you're nothing like it's through learning it and then applying it and living it out. And, you know, being that light for God, that really shows that the wisdom that you have. Oh, it's talking the talk versus walking the walk. I mean, it's as, it's as simple as that. Yeah. So sorry. No, no worries, man. No, you cut, jump in whenever you can. Cause I'll, <laughs> I'll fumble around this topic like crazy, man. Um, yeah. So going back to it. So, yeah. So I sat down when we first talked about it and I did that and I was just, you know, it was like, okay, I'm fumbling through this. Right. And, and one of them was like six or seven minutes long when I started tearing up and I was like, all right, we're, we're done here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You know, and I couldn't I couldn't figure out why I couldn't do it. Um, and I tried to do it. So that was two weeks ago. I tried to do it two weeks ago and I and I recorded a few of them and, and I was thinking about it after the fact. And I didn't feel like and maybe I'm not worthy is the wrong words to put to it. But I, I, I didn't feel like I was the person that should be, for the lack of a better word, preaching to someone um about that right and it was just me trying to talk about my experience but man i felt like a like a jumbled moron doing it man it's very it's it's difficult it is difficult when you are when you don't feel worthy of that you know yeah well i think we're our own worst you know criticism and i feel like if it's I know it's hard. The amount of people too that since making this look up verse series that have struggled, it's, it's not easy. And I mean, yeah, if you're trying to shoot for three to five, maybe a little longer minute video, you think, Oh, it should take you three to five minutes. Just go step outside, do the video. But I mean, even the weeks that I set aside for me to make a video for this series, I have the whole week. I come home every evening, like, and it still happens like Saturday night or Sunday morning that I finally <laughs> get out, make the video. Um, and then it comes out and you're like, man, that's not what I wanted. So then you redo it. And yeah, it's hard. And it's for me, it's difficult. I'm getting a little easier or it's becoming easier to like see myself or to hear myself talk. Um, but I think whatever is on our heart at that time. And especially with that look up verse series, it's verses that mean a lot or mean a lot to us for some reason. Um, and there hasn't been any doubled up verses yet. Um, but the first goal is to hit 52. So one a week at one devotional a week for a year, but the next goal is to push it to 365 of one a day. Wow. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's been a lot of work just to get to 52. I'm probably not going to be as consistent. I'm just going to put them up as they roll in from people. Um, but it, 
what I'm kind of looking for is like, hey, there could be two verses that mean a lot to two different people, but they might mean a lot for completely different reasons. So part of it is just for people to share and for other people to listen and hear like, oh, I didn't think of that before. Like that really affected that dude. Like now for this reason that like that I've never thought of before, like one of the guys who's done a few of them, Adam Ray, he talked about. He's good. Um, yeah, he's real good. He's a too, so he's had some practice. <laughs> but uh, he just like um, he, I think his most recent episode he did for us was one on these guys bringing a blind man to Jesus. It was the time Jesus, you know, did it did the miracle twice. Like he did it one time, and it was like half done. It seemed like to me as I as I as I have always read it or heard it was like, Oh, he did it, but it was still kind of cloudy vision. So then he did it again. And Adam went on to explain that what he thinks is not necessarily that Jesus didn't have full power the first time he did it, but that he did it out of the faith of the guy's friends. Like you guys have the faith. I can do this. And once he partially did it, the guy was so happy that he finally had his own faith in Jesus, that Jesus could fully heal him. And then Jesus did it. And then was like, Oh, that makes so much more sense. Cause I've always been like, why couldn't Jesus just do it the first time? Like, why'd he do it twice? And once he explained it, it like made to- like whole new perspective on that set of verses for me. And that's what kind of the hope is of the series is one. I've been digging, just learning from all you guys and, I'm just hoping other people are, you know, digging it just as much as I am. Yeah, that's a, I enjoy him. So what was the pastor's name you just mentioned? I apologize. Uh, Adam Ray. He's um, hunting the harvest on Instapage. So, so as you're watching Adams, I mean, he's just nonchalantly walking and talking about it. And, oh yeah, that. And for a guy like me, right. And I'm going, okay, I owe AJ this thing. I got to get this out. And, I'm watching Adam do it, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So so now I, I don't feel like um, I'm hitting the ball out of the park, and that wasn't really my intent, right? It was just to share yeah. that moment and, and that insight and that perspective. Yeah. Uh, but then you watch him, and he's just walking through the woods, dude, and it's just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Square one. Boy. He's smooth and he's got all these analogies. Yeah, he he's good, but he's, I mean, that's what he does for a living at the same time. That actually makes me feel a lot better about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like I've gotten all kinds of videos, like, you know, I've at, you, I always make sure to say like, if you, cause a lot of people, you know, just step outside, bust it on, on their phone and film it. And I say, always make sure your phone is horizontal. And I still get videos that are vertical. So, you know, you got the big black cutoff on the sides and, um, and I at first was having people redo them and be like, Oh, can you have a little more of a backdrop instead of like just a random white wall or whatever? And then I was like, it, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It matters the content that comes through. Um, that's that's what really matters so then i was like you know however i'll try to tell people in the beginning like yeah hold it horizontal try to keep it within this time frame and you know kind of have a sort of a scenario you know like introduce yourself your verse talk about it but um however it comes out that's 
I think the way that it was it's intended to come out. To, exactly. And that's, that's the unsettling part when you're doing one. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> for some of us, it's I guess. Easy. Yeah, it, it isn't, but I'll, it, just, I'll just keep being really annoying like that, you know, that little sibling in the corner. And I'm sure a lot of people like Brandon and um, I think you're friends with Kristen. Uh-huh. Uh, what is that? Rhetorap. Yeah. I mean, I've been bugging them constantly. Soon as someone tells me, yes, it's on. I'm pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty annoying. I have a, a little journal where I have everyone's name. And then I have the date that I've asked. And then I'm like, okay, I asked last week. I'll give it another week before I ask again. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I'm actually surprised that, that Shook and, and Kristen haven't because they are, they're both very good at that. And, uh, you know, again, for me, I don't feel worthy of it for one, um, little bit of a perspective change now, but it yeah. is, it's, it's not. Yeah. One of God's vessels. Yeah. It, it's interesting. And that was one of the things you say that, right. And that was one of the things I thought about is that I'm not, I'm not super religious, right. I am God fearing, but it is important for people to see that and understand that it's okay, at least in my head, right? Some people might crucify me or whatever, <laughs> but it is okay. You know, like we said to, you can still walk down that path as long as you're walking the walk um, and not be, I don't want to say it wrong, uh, super devout, if you will, right? Like, you know, not super devout, but super, you know, church going, Um I, I don't know that some people might go, Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> I think I know what you mean is like, I mean, if we were all the exact same and all pastors, there's no reason to have a pastor, you know, if God did, I mean, if there was only everything perfect in life, that would be heaven. Like um, we would, what would be the point of free will, you know, at the same time, because if we, and I hope this comes out correct. If and what I'm trying to say is that we all have, we can all make our own choices and our own decisions. And based on the ex- life experiences that we have and the people we meet and the things that we read and the life that we experience, that's what helps drive us and help us to learn. And then we take that and we hopefully are uh, bright enough light in whatever avenue we are. I mean, a guy in McDonald's can, I mean, there's this one girl in town here that we love seeing her every time we come up to that drive through window and she's just super happy, super funny. Um, but that, I mean, that alone, when you see people like that, you, I mean, in my head, I'm like, Oh man, I bet you they're like, they've got to be a Christian. They got to love God. You know, like they're such a good person. That's the first thing that just starts coming to my head. Um, no matter where we are or what we're doing, there's some way that we're affecting other people. And as long as we're doing that in a positive light, I feel like that shows that we're loving people. And that's one of the commandments is to love our neighbor. And so if we can live that life out based on wherever we are and what situation we are, I mean, we don't have to go to work every day, even as a mechanic or as a teacher and talk about God 24 seven doesn't mean that we're a bad Bible believing Christian, you know, like 
there's so many different avenues and ways to do things. I mean, even just a good musician is just like, man, look at the talent that guy has got. Like that God is good. Just seeing him in all the different, and that's been this year is just seeing him all around and even the small things, especially creation, of course, because of the time outdoors, but just every little thing and everyone shares and, you know, well, I, grows in their own. And I think that's huge. I think that acknowledgement um, in, you know, his hand in everything, acknowledging that says a lot about a person and, and their stance. Right. And I'm going to tangent us a little bit. And I don't know what you said that brought it up, but, you know, with the climate now, I feel like people are almost fearful to talk. You know, I hate talking politics to most folks, right, especially <laughs> here, um, because they just don't get they they don't understand. Most folks don't understand that there can be two sides to an argument. Um, yeah. And you can meet in the middle ground. You don't have to really necessarily agree. But anyway, um, it, it, it almost seems that there is a fearfulness to expose yourself as a child of God or, you know, walking, um, in that path. Totally. And we, my wife and I have struggled with that. <laughs> I mean, around, we've been so much more vocal lately that it's become easier, but even with people that we don't know where for sure they stand, when we talk about the crazy goodness that's happened in our life the last five years, we'll share the same story as we would with someone that we know believes in God, but the difference is we'll leave out the actual word God when we tell the story to two different people. And we're like, why do we do that? Like that's the time that we need to share it is like, Hey, all these good things have happened to us and all these opportunities because of him. And that was that big thing with my first elk this year. It was so unreal. Um, and the immediate, um, I guess like attention, I guess, of couldn't have gone anyone more deserving. You totally deserve that. You, 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 you. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am not a good hunter because I shot this big old elk. Like this was completely given to me by God. If I I knew I had to share that story on our channel of what the process of what that was, you know, that day like the amount of prayer and beating myself up and grumpy freaking attitude I had. And to finally, like when I first started, I just prayed, you know, very specifically for exactly what I wanted. And then said, but if it doesn't happen, if my will is not your will, just help me have fun in your creation. Let me just enjoy and be content. And I was so angry because I was not any of those and I had gotten almost everything I had prayed for um, and that I, why was I grumpy about this? And I was going home early and I finally just sat down and prayed again and had this peace overcome me. And finally was like, I'm happy. Now I'm going to go home early, happy. And then boom, that bull walked out literally right to me and, and took the other. So I prayed like five specific things like shot distance placement death like everything <laughs> and I had that earlier in the day and i all five of them was was met before i left actually all six because i prayed to be content and happy and when i finally gave it up and submitted to him it happened and 
it was yeah it was unreal <laughs> so so we're in colorado we're hunting it's like day four or five right and crack off a bugle this bull screams back at me right boom i get in position bounce over a couple times and uh, you know i still can't see him and then i look and oh man here comes this herd walking down this trail off the plateau and uh i'm looking and it's the lead cow i don't realize she's a lead cow at, at first and i'm looking i'm looking i'm like where are the antlers and uh, can't see antlers and then all of a sudden on the trail above her i don't know maybe five or six feet above her i see this bull and dude he's a huge six and that was the first thing i did is i put my hands together and i looked up and i said thank you for the opportunity and it was just in that at that point and everything you know how you're in that that moment right in that zone everything is just perfectly quiet and mm -hmm. uh it was funny because the opportunity was blown and when it got blown i was furious and and i the first <laughs> thing the first thing i looked up and i was like yeah i still got to work for it right <laughs> and i was like man oh man <laughs> but it but oh, it yeah. is it is amazing right when you when you realize as hunters how lucky we are how blessed we are to be out in god's creation in nature and experiencing life at its purest right i mean mm -hmm. that's that's the only way that i can explain it that is you know you are involved in all the elements there and yeah. when you realize that yeah the pursuit matters and notching that tag matters because of that pride or that ego or just that desire to accomplish but man mm -hmm. when you settle back and think about from from when you open your eyes in the morning and for me i sleep in a hammock most times and when i open nice. my eyes in the morning and and it's you know a moonlit starlit sky and I climb out that hammock and I'm, I'm brewing my coffee with creamer. <laughs> oh, you yeah. pack creamer in? Oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I have, uh, I have these biodegradable Ziploc bags that I use and I just put creamer in there and I just take a little pinch oh. out or two and put it in my That's coffee. So I gotta have it, dude. I'm not a black coffee guy. But, oh, no. but no. when you realize that every moment that you're out there and whose hand was on all of that, I don't care if you notch a tag, if you don't see an animal, whatever it is, you can't, you can't help, but there, I'm not going to be, yes, there's moments, man, I'm on the mountain and I'm sitting there by myself or something. And I'll just, you know, I'll tear up a little bit because it is, it's phenomenal to think about that connection and where you're at and what you're doing and why. Totally. That's, I mean, most of my growth lately. So since I've moved, <clears throat> I've hunted a lot solo and I'm a scaredy cat, scaredy cat of the dark. Scaredy cat. <laughs> I, um, I mean, when I went hunting, with my brother-in-law and or with Tom and um with um our cousin I and we decided to sleep under the stars it was my first time I'm 22 23 years old and I'm like <laughs> I'm sleeping in the middle you guys are on the outside because if a bear eats us you, you guys are eating first you know <laughs> like I have at least a chance to run <laughs> um so I mean, this last year, the amount of growth and it, like you said, that that spiritual growth, um, I mean, it was the first time that I didn't 
I did like an impromptu. So we have the look up verse series, but also like a look up faith series where I just have been sharing videos based on what I've been learning and a bunch of verses together and stuff. And um, I did an impromptu just look up faith video because I was just like, I was struggling so much with this like anxiety of fear. And I didn't even go out at daybreak. I had like waited till nine, nine 30 in the morning in the summer and went out and I'm on an open hillside and I'm still just like, I don't know what it was. I was on this cliffy spot. I don't know if I was just scared that I would just make a weird slip or I'd get cornered by, a pre- I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. And when I finally started praying and talking to God, as I walked, I started feeling myself getting calmer. And it's just that same thing we started with when you start praying or reading that noise becomes not so loud in your head. Um, and I finally was like, man, I got to share this. This is, I guess that's happened a lot this year where I finally just hit this moment. Where like I need, I need to share this. Like I have this platform now to share with a lot of people. And I sat down and just videoed myself just was like, I don't, the hunt doesn't matter right now. I feel like this video needs to be made and I'm sharing it with people. And um, yeah, I mean, I've grown a lot just being in the outdoors and um, just talking to God, just being solo. How does, how does you sharing, how does that impact or help your, your insightfulness or your walk? Um, how does that help? How does that, do you find yourself learning more through sharing your, your moments? I, th- I think so because it helps like on the day to day when I just like have something pop in my mind and kind of think about it for a second. It's like, okay, great. Um, but when I take the time, I'm like, I need to share this. I dig in way deeper, internalize it more. I do more research. I read more. I make sure like before I post, I check in with people like, Hey, is this, I don't want this to be like unbiblical. Like, is this what I think it means? Um, So I'm doing a lot of cross checking before I post things in that regard, just because I'm nervous of it, I guess, being wrong. Um, So in that process, you know, that solidification of through from other people and just learning and reading more. Now I'm growing myself before I share something. Does that make sense? It it does, but I, okay. So I'm gonna challenge you a little bit and I'm not doing it to (laughs) No, You're good. So, you know, earlier you said, you know, sharing what's on your heart and that perspective of that verse or what you're sharing may be different for different people. And I, I would say that it's different for different people at different times, right? It, it may take yeah. on a different meaning depending on how impactful that moment where you realize that was or is. Um, mm-hmm. So with that being said, do you think that you're detracting from your message or you, I, I understand your growth would be more powerful and the understanding, but do you, do you think you're detracting from the initial meaning of what you felt or what you experienced? Can you, can you elaborate a little more? I'm a little, don't know for sure what you. So, so if you, 
if, if you decide, you know, you have a moment on the mountain, whatever that is. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and you say, OK, I'm going to record this. Now, then you go back and you've recorded it and then you, you know, kind of pick that apart and dissect it and look for that meaning from other people or to get uh, solidification, clarification, whatever it is. Do you think mm -hmm. that is pulling away from what you experienced in the moment at all? OK, I know what you mean now. Um, I guess I should, yeah, I should talk more on that. So if I film it like on the mountain, I just had this moment and I film it, then I might check in with a couple people say like, Hey, is this, this isn't unbiblical, right? Like this, like this was my experience. I just want to make sure I didn't like manifest it into something wrong. And if it's, Oh yeah, that seems great. Boom. I post it. Um, other times, which what mostly happens is I'll have this experience and I just have an iPhone. So I have a note section and I'll just say like, look up faith, look up verse, like, Oh, this verse came to my mind about the time when, you know, Jesus healed the blind man twice or whatever. Uh, and then I'll just write a couple little quick notes to myself. And then when I get home is when I do the more digging in and checking. Um, to so see if not the correlations there. Yeah. So there, most times, like even when I'm driving on the road, like I'll stop real quick and just be like, write a couple little notes. And then I come back to it later and dig in deeper. Um, once, we'll be done in a little while. Okay, bud. Um, so I'll write like notes and kind of bullet points, things I want to come back to and remember or analogies that I had. Um, there hasn't been very many times where I just like stop, literally pull up my phone, hit video and go, Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, I, I think that's only happened once, maybe twice, but I usually check in with someone like, Hey, what do you think? Okay, good. Perfect. Upload. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that's about how I felt about the ones that I've done so far. <laughs> 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 they, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to back digress real bad here that uh, they have that clip of, uh, of uh, Biden. I don't know if you've seen that. And he, I don't know what he's saying, but it's hilarious to me. And I, and I feel like when I saw that, I was like, that's me trying to do AJ's verse. And he's, he's <laughs> giving a speech and he's like, we're going to throw it. And it's like, Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Those, the memes and stuff for this year have been, some of them are so terrible, but they are so funny. <laughs> yeah. There's some funny oh, ones. It's man. It honestly though, man, it is tiring. I mean, it is oh, yeah. so, so tiring, <laughs> yep. you know, I, I can't, you can't watch the news. Like I need the weather. I just pull it up on the phone. I don't want to have anything to do with the news. My wife is a news watcher and yeah. I don't, I don't even see how she is saying half the time because yeah. everything around us is so flipping negative all the time, man. And isn't that sad that we can't have. And that I don't know if that's just that selfish deceit inside of us that like, oh, we need ratings. We want views. We want people to think the way that we think like that we can't trust like most news stations or most things that we read or hear that we that there's so much noise and, you know, fake headlines. Like I remember even saw someone post like a article about Trump doing something crazy and 
but they, you could tell they didn't read it because someone commented and was like, Hey, have you read this article? Cause the article, the headline makes it sound like Trump's bad. The article speaks only good of him. They're like, can't just take a headline and, you know, post it. That's not, so there's just so much craziness that you can't really hear or listen or read because it's just, you can't trust anyone. Why can't we just get like quality information, just non-biased, like, Hey, Trump did this. I didn't do this. This is what was supposed to happen. This is kind of the background instead of like, you know, pulling everything out of context and making right. it. Well, everything. Well, okay. One journalism, true journalism is pretty much dead. It doesn't exist, but then everything mm-hmm. has to be so polarizing. Like you said, to get people want you to believe what they believe and only what you believe. And that's what I was yeah. saying earlier. There, there can't be this middle ground, you know, what happened yeah. to being able to, you know, for AJ and guy to have a conversation, maybe be on opposing ends. And then at the end of that conversation maybe not agree maybe not even meet in the middle but maybe you're 80 20 maybe you totally disagree still but walk away respecting the other piece of person's opinion and write to their thought process and their beliefs i mean that part of it to me is i mean forget the memes forget the the ratings that part is what scares me about where we're at as a society is that we can't even we can't even meet at that point to understand that it's okay for asia to have an opinion that's differing than mine and for me to still respect him it's it's nuts man so, well, first off, we got cut off two weeks ago. <laughs> so, and it, with schedules being what they are, it's hard enough to get on. So we're uh, we're reconvening, um, and we left off. Well, everybody just heard where we left off, but uh, gonna leave that alone. Um, it takes a minute to get fired up on those kind of topics, but I do want to talk about finding finding. God on the mountain, right? And and I always feel for me, I always feel like I'm not the person that should be preaching or talking about that. And and I I'm just going to imagine there's a lot of people we we lose track of our belief system. I think everybody does it. Um we lose sight of it just with the flood of crap that's around us every day. But a lot of times we talk about being in God's country, right? And are we are we just saying that or are we really connecting with that spiritual being, right? With with our creator when we're out there. And I remember a while ago and I was you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and I was supposed to do the video for you and I had this this archery season, I had one of the craziest experiences I've ever had on the mountain and it really got me thinking. And as much as I'll look up and say, thank you. And, you know, be appreciative of the time and the space where I'm at in my pursuits, you know, and I, and I'll just explain the story. I don't know if you remember it, but I don't think anybody else has heard it. And so we're out, it's, you know, my early season, people hear me say it all the time. We're up, we're probably 112 to 115 degrees that day. And we are just getting whooped and pigs had blown out the area. So we said, okay, let's, you know, pack over this Ridge. We're going to drop down, follow the Creek, see if we can get into any sign, try and figure out where these animals have, have gone to. 
And it was rough, man. I mean, it was hot. It was dry. Uh, we knew we were going to go in this season and I was going to arrow that that big buck I've been chasing and, and hiding our hair. So mentally, I was just distraught. And uh, I don't know, we probably put in five, six miles. And the, that weather, that temperature, it, it beats you up pretty bad. So, you know, I said, well, we're going to come up over the ridge here. We know, you know, we've seen deer in this area. So we're going to cross back over the same ridge a few miles down. And we started going up uh, what used to be this old cut road. And it was just steep. It was hot. The wind was blowing. Hot wind went, you know, coming over that ridge. And I stopped and I turned around and I just stood there for a second and closed my eyes and I wanted to quit. I, I was just, I was done, right? I was defeated. I was kind of disappointed in the outcome of everything. And I usually am all go and it just beat the heck out of me. And I stopped and I, I turned around and I'll never, I will never for the rest of my life, forget it. And it was just, like I said, hot, hot wind, just beating down, blowing right in my face. And I just close my eyes, put my head down and I go, what do you want me to do? You know, what do I do? Do I keep going? You know, I'm done. I'm finished. This is ridiculous. Um, you know, I'm getting my butt here. I probably went through this for 15, 20 seconds. Seems like a lot longer, right? Your eyes closed. And I mean, I kid you not. I, I lifted my head up and when I opened my eyes, the breeze, the breeze that hit me when I opened my eyes and, and I kid you not, that breeze was 15 degrees cooler than it was when I had my head bowed down in defeat. And, and simultaneously, when I, when I lifted my head and opened my eyes, the cool breeze hit me and, and all I, all I could hear in my head, what, whatever it was, was keep going, turn around and keep going, dude. I, I have never felt so energized at any point. Right. And yeah, it, it was the most amazing experience. Um, you know, I, I think we tend, at least for me, I tend to discount that. Um, but man, it gave me a whole new perspective of being in God's country. Um, have you ever had an experience like that on the mountain or where do you think we're at when we're, when we're out there? Are we, you know, our eyes have to be open to that. I, I don't know how to put a, a finger on that, but it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like before I kind of would just more or less kind of say it. Um, and then we moved over, like I've said a billion times, moved over to the east side of the state and started hunting a lot more solo. Um, you know, I started making some friends and going out with them, but primarily uh, would go out by myself and I'd have a bow. And this is before I even bought a sidearm. So it was um, a lot different. and. I am one that is just terrified of the dark, terrified of being alone and in the dark. And most times I won't wake up super early or if I do, I'll wait in the car until it's at least light enough. I can kind of see, and I'm usually out, you know, before dark. Um, but anyways, I started really digging deeper into, I guess my prayer life. Um, and praying more. And when my wife and I were in premarital counseling, we, our pastor asked us to read a couple books and, um, you know, how that 
kind of goes. <laughs> but one but part of the book that we did read uh, talked about like the wife or the husband always saying like, Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I trust you. And it was not until really this year that it really started to set in and really appreciate the world around us and the country that we get to go in and all the public land and um, all the opportunities that we have. And this year is kind of when it was that turning point for me. You know, I'm out by myself in pretty fairly open country and but for some reason, I just had some like high level anxiety. I mean, it was still even like, it was like 10 a.m. It wasn't even that late uh, or that early or anything. And a grouse flew up and I about had a heart attack and died. <laughs> um, and then from that point on, I was just like, Jesus, you know, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And so I was going through that and then immediately kind of moved into um, just talking to God. And that's kind of the first time I feel like I've really done that, especially, and I, I did it out loud. And as I was talking, I started just, um, I don't know, my body just started, like I felt this like presence of peace come over me and just, all of a sudden I was calm and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't even care about the hunt anymore. Like I want to just share this experience. So I like whip out my phone and I just start talking about the experience I just had. And, um, from that point on that was in this, I drew a spring bear tag and that's when that was going on. I was just like, Whoa. And so for the rest of the season going out by myself was each time was a little less scary, a little less scary. And, um, you know, praying just so much more before and during, and then it kind of, you know, the icing on the, the cake was my elk hunt. And I even made a video about that just because it was so powerful to me, the amount I prayed over three, four weeks each time I was out and all of a sudden, you know, in a place where there's little pockets of elk and so hard to find, I'm in them constantly and I'm getting shots and I'm, um, you know, even right before I shot my elk, I was, like you said, just so defeated, done. I was angry with myself for not being happy to even have opportunities. And I was just begging for another one. And all of a sudden when I stopped and was just like, let it go, boom, the elk walked up to me within 40, 50 yards. And I got my first elk and it was a tank, especially for my first one. <laughs> so I, it, I, I'd say not really until this year have I really started digging in, digging in more and really focusing more. I feel like this year I focused more on God and more on my relationship with him and less on the hunting aspect and the hunting aspect. This has been my best hunting season yet. Right. That just blossomed uh, from it. Yeah. It was like, I finally am not so nervous. So I'm going into thicker, nastier country. I'm going, uh, you know, earlier times I'm later. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, just 
fully trust and pursue God in the wilderness and he's going to give you whatever you want, but it also, why not at the same time? You know, it's, it's up to him. He's the one fully in control. And I feel like when I've put more time into him and into my family um, and into just relationships that naturally the time, cause I don't have like a, a ton of time outdoors. Um, the time I do have is all of a sudden seems so much more full. And I don't know if that's because my attitude has changed and I'm just appreciative and happy or if actually I'm just seeing way more animals and getting way more success. But um, <laughs> I imagine, <laughs> I imagine though I that it has to, it, there's probably a combination of things there, but, but, yeah. you know, kind of, I guess kind of perfect to the point that when you just set back, like you said, and just trust that his hand is on whatever's going on, that, the outcome is the outcome that was, you know, whatever it was supposed to be or whatever it is supposed to be in that yeah. moment for whatever reason. And that's one of the things that's interesting to me is that being able to trust that, right. Or, or being able to look at it that way. I don't want to say trust that, but being able to look at it that way and understand that in that moment, this is what you're supposed to be going through. Yeah. It's uh, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it, it absolutely that experience for me absolutely changed my perspective. Um, and I'm not going to say that I don't get frustrated. Oh, um, totally. you know, I, yeah. and, and I still get scared. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> and I you know, there I'll look at a I'll look at a hill climb and I'll go, son of a gun. What am I about to do? But I know. <laughs> but I know that when I decide to step forward and continue through there is a reason for it and the one thing that and and maybe it was i i'm absolutely certain i'm not going to say maybe i'm absolutely certain that my experience this year um was for me to identify not just realizing that you know there is a reason to keep going um but that connection is there it, to me it's more powerful out there right there's no noise um and your eyes are open to it more and it, it's just it's phenomenal man and and yeah somebody might say ah yeah right it was just you know that breeze didn't change or nothing and i'm telling you i looked at my buddy he was actually with me and i i turned at him and i go did you just feel that temperature change and and he was like yeah and I, that was it right that's all i said and uh man i wish i would have told him at that moment you know exactly what happened mm -hmm. but uh yeah i i think it is such an eye opener when you have have those experiences and and they're pretty powerful man yeah it makes you want to chase them more yeah not the animals <laughs> not the animals yeah i don't uh, did that answer your question yeah no absolutely i you know and i, I, I was like i kind of was just in the zone rambling on <laughs> that's that's all i do anyway so it don't matter um but no i i think it's interesting like i said because we always say we're in god's creation but are we are we really really aware of what's going on and you know, those Are situations experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think for me, it was, it was a huge, huge eye opener, man. And, and I, and I have always appreciated my time on the mountain. Um, 
but not it's a little bit different now it's a little bit different there is uh there's still some you know dang it i didn't get it done but it is a lot less self-ridicule i guess (laughs) there's a reason behind it now so man what uh have you hunted since we talked uh yeah so we talked early november right yeah right around it's been about two three weeks now yeah um so starting what two weeks ago already no a week ago uh late archery uh deer and elk opened here in washington i already have filled my um my elk tag but um i still have a deer tag um so I've been out quite a bit. My son and I went and ran up a trail camera behind the house. And that was a pretty crazy situation. We, I, I live pretty close to a pretty big uh, state ground piece. And it gets hammered. Like I've never heard of pumpkin. I've, I've heard of pumpkin patch, but I've never seen it. You go back there during modern rifle season and it's more orange than brown dirt. It is unreal. But then I, I go back there with the fresh snow on the ground and there's tracks everywhere. And I was like, and I just started thinking, you know, you hear stuff like, oh, they find the deep, dark holes. But I mean, you literally get and everyone tells me get past the beer cans. If you seriously just drop over into the next little you go over a 20 foot ridge and into the next draw. I've bumped deer every single day that I've been out this late season. Um, so my son and I went and saw a big old buck, but we bumped him for like 200 yards out and it's a white tail. So he's kind of like gone. Um, and then I'm like, sweet. He was going over in the area. I want to put the camera and pumpkins and stuff and kind of get over there and um, boom, there's elk in a spot that doesn't really have elk very often. So um that was pretty awesome. And then uh, I got a little station going on. I have this really old like homestead house on my property. And so it's got two doorways that face down the draw. And uh, we cut two windows in with the chainsaw and we just sit in there in lawn chairs sometimes. And uh, so I've been having deer come in pretty frequently and I've been going out and just checking all these little uh, cracks and you know, little draws and stuff and just finding a bunch of deer. I'm just not, haven't pulled back the bow yet. So, um, I have until the middle of December. So I have this weekend and next weekend and, you know, half an hour after work most days before it's dark. Um, so I just hunt my house during the week and then, um, which there's a pretty nice buck running around our draw our little area. And then, um, if I don't shoot anything, we go back to the West side of the state for Christmas. Um, and it's, I'm pretty sure it's any blacktail doe or buck. Um, so I'll load my bow and bring it over there for maybe a day or two of hunting or a couple little half days or something just to try to fill the tag. But I've shot in white tails, but I've shot in black tails, doe and buck, a mule deer bucks, but I've never shot a white tailed buck. So I, I'm really hoping to get one this year, but if not, there's always, there's hopefully next year. <laughs> any, uh, you ever notice any difference between the black tail mule deer and the, uh, white tail in terms of taste? 
those whitetail are definitely a whole different story. And I've shot two whitetail does and oh my wife shot a whitetail buck last year and they're always they're I don't know if necessarily a taste or if more just like a tenderness, but they are tasty. I mean, I love all the deer, but those whitetail, I would say if you were going to pick one, I'd go with the whitetail for yes. taste. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where a lot of people see it. For me, I love mule deer, man. People say, Oh, I don't like mule deer. I think it's a matter of what they're, what they're eating on, but I love them. Um, and yeah, I've had, I, you know, so I've had my fair share of whitetail as well, but um, and I, I think I will agree in, in tenderness, there is a difference there. Yeah. I mean, I love hunting mule deer way more though. <laughs> so that, that area you're in, <clears throat> does uh, it holds muleys as well? No. Um, it's, I don't know if it's too low. I mean, there's like a little group of them down like a couple miles. So, I mean, one could come wandering through, but it's, they live on this ridge right above a couple alfalfa fields. So really there's no reason for them to come venture my way. <laughs> there's there. So uh, Jim Huntsman, uh, the Western Huntsman podcast, he had an episode with Dr. Valerius Geist and they get into this discussion um, about whitetail and mule deer and how they coexist and how the uh, whitetail bucks will push the muley bucks away. And then the whitetail will actually breed the muley doe. Um, a very, oh, man, really? very, very interesting conversation. Um, so you should check that out. It, it is. Uh, That's interesting because the mule deer are like 10 times the size. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I would have never, I would have thought it the other way around. Um, yeah. Absolutely would have thought it the other way around. And man, what a, and, and you know, Dr. Geist is just a wealth of, <laughs> a wealth of information, yeah. um, but really good conversation. Interesting. I'd, I'd be curious to, you know, you listen to that and then see if, you know, in the off season or, you know, during your season, if you noticed anything um, in terms of, I wish I had whitetail here so I could, you know, pick that apart but yeah it's pretty cool so check that out man that yeah that would be interesting because that farm i'm talking about there's a huge or you know a, a group of mule deer but it's also just overrun with whitetail so they're both hitting that same fields so i'd be really curious to, to, to go watch that yeah i wish i knew what that episode was i'd give you the episode number but uh yeah just you'll see it on there if you go to western huntsman and look uh for that dr valerius geist episode super cool though like i said okay um so man uh what's up for unbound pursuits coming up man anything big on the horizon um that is a very good question um I've been thinking a lot about it. I've just recently, um, cause I've just been things going on in my mind. I mean, even just recently just brought it up to my wife to ask her for some, what she thought and just about, you know, to start reaching out, you know, like people like you and who's got same similar ideas of in interest. Um, but right now still just rolling with, um, continuing to learn and grow and then turn around and share that information and make connections and build relationships with people. Um, and you know, if like, Oh, you're only in Spokane, that's an hour and a half away. Let's go fishing sometime, you know, like, um, stuff like that. But, um, 
yeah, we got the lookup series and I want to keep rolling with that and maybe expand on that a little bit, but also just, I'm trying to, trying to decide where, where I'm going now. Like I'm, I'm definitely going to maintain and keep what I got going. Um, but I have this, I always do this to myself to always push more and do more. And I'm trying to decide like, is this where I'm supposed to be? And am I helping fulfill things for different people and helping share the gospel and just showing that, you know, average guys can get outside and, have successful time. You don't have to, you know, hunt 200 days of the year. Um, but I'm also wondering what about what next, you know, like, should I start doing this or that, or I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a little bit of a transitional period. I'm definitely going to keep and maintain at least what I'm doing, but I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do more. And if I do more, what would that be? to not be just, I think we talked about this before we got cut off a couple of weeks ago, not to just be more noise, but to be like a positive light and provide good information, or at least just the adventures and pursuits and just learning and how I'm growing and help others to learn and grow in their relationship with God. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but that is definitely something I'm going to be asking you about later. <laughs> <laughs> I owe it to you, man. It's actually, you know, like I said, it, it, it has become easier. Um, and I recorded that thing a few times, man. It was just like, I, I just eat for me. And I said it before is I just don't feel worthy of being the guy. Right. Um, but we'll get past that. What, if someone wanted to do a look at verse, how do they, how do they do that for you? Um, what's the parameters, how do they get a hold of you, things like that? Yeah. So, um, we got, obviously it's on our YouTube channel called the look up verse series. And so at the end of each, no, at the beginning of each video, um, I just, you know, do a little intro for each person and say, you know, we have two different ways you can be a part of this series and help spread the gospel. And the first way is uh, by making a video and you can do that by reaching out on Instagram or Facebook at unbounded pursuit. Um, or you can email me at unbounded pursuit at gmail.com. And then we can just start a conversation, um, see what you're thinking. And it's, I just pretty much put the ball in your guys' court because you guys are the ones making the video. You're the ones putting your faces out there. Um, so, you know, what are, but it's like, what are verses that are either your favorite or ones that just mean a great deal to you? And so um, we're trying to aim for like three to five minutes. You know, some people have given me a video that's a minute and a half because that's all they have to say. It's just pretty straight and to the point. And some people have taken up to like 10 or 12 minutes. So, um, and I was kind of more of a strickler in the beginning, but then decided, you know, this is what all of you guys, all these verses mean different things for different reasons to everyone. And I don't want to limit um, you know, I don't want a half an hour video, like, okay, we can maybe discuss a different kind of you know, thing, um, in that regard. But, um, for the, 
you know, for people don't want to sit around and listen to that, you know, either for a long time necessarily. Um, so just a three to five minute video, most people do it on their phone. So I just say, you know, hold your phone horizontal. So it fills the entire screen because, you know, we've had them where they're cut and they have the blacks on the sides and, um, just introduce who you are, uh, read the verse or the verses, and then just talk about why it means what it means to you. And it might not be necessarily what the author and like maybe Paul or whatever was trying to say in that verse or verses, but you know, like you were talking about that experience you had on the mountain, maybe a verse came to your mind at that time. Well, that was super powerful to you because of that. Oh, this is my verse. And it's meant a lot to me this year because I had this life experience and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that's kind of a disclaimer that it doesn't mean people making these videos are teaching what the, what it's necessarily saying. A lot of people do, but it's more, why does it mean what it means to you and how has it affected you? So um, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, email, um, that, and make a video, we can chat and then get it sent over to me. And then I make an intro and I just upload it. And the second way is simply, you know, some people just, um, you know, struggle with being behind the camera or talking or don't want to put their face out there. And that's fine. I don't want to, you know, that push anyone to do something they don't want to do unless it's you, I guess. <laughs> You told me I was allowed to annoy you. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't mind. I, I need to do it. <laughs> and the second one, the second way is just sharing these videos on whatever social media platforms you have. Or, you know, I, I had one guy one time about dealing with difficult challenges in life. And his daughter, an adult daughter, was struggling. And he just copy pasted the link and texted it to her. So, you know, there's there's different ways, you know. Oh, this person's struggling with this. Oh, they have a, a video where someone talks about that. And that I feel like that would meet my sister, my brother, my aunt, my uncle, my grandparents. Shoot them a text with the link or post it on your Facebook page or your Instagram account or, you know, so there's, there's more than one way to share the gospel. And um, I just want to try to open as many doors as for people as possible. Now, it, it, you said, you know, some people don't want to show their face, but, you know, not necessarily. I mean, if it's a one to two minute video of, you know, I don't know, some mountain scenery that they're videoing as they're as they're in the background, you know, not necessarily on camera, um, you know, talking about either their experience or or that verse. Is that something that's appropriate as well? You know, I've never thought of that, but um, I. I would rather have that than not have one, you know, because I think everyone's got something valuable to say because it's their life and the experience that they had or experiences they had. And I don't want anyone to feel like they can't share that with other people because of an obstacle. So yeah, I'd be totally down with that. I'd, and thank you because people that say that now I can give them that option. Like, Hey, what if you just put your phone or camera on a tripod or I can even just do a mountain or a stream around me and you just send me the audio clip and I'll just slap her on there, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and the reason I said that is because, you know, with that reluctance to be on, you know, camera per se, um, but 
to put something out that's going to potentially help someone else through a struggle or open some eyes or whatever it is, um, is huge. So just, you know, to do something like that, I think it's a big deal. You know, like you say, just just to get it there um, is better than not having it, especially if it uh, if it lends that hand, we'll say. Yeah, no, I like that. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Well, shoot, AJ. Um, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you making time to jump back on here. And uh, yeah, man, it was good talking Thanks to you. Thanks for having me on here. Absolutely, yeah, it was fun. brother. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, everybody, Unbound Pursuits on Instagram. Check them out on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, and if you're interested, uh, get a hold of AJ and get that uh, one to three minutes, not 30. Um, <laughs> you know, and yeah, let's spread the word. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. We spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to valleytopeaknutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. Sign up for Mountain Hunter Box on our partners page. Mountain Hunter Box is a monthly subscription box for backcountry hunters. Receive quality hunting gear and camping gear at your doorstep every month. You can select the species you want to hunt and the method of take with three, six, and 12-month subscription options. Use Western Contours at checkout.